Future trading involves risk and is not suitable for all investors. Content provided in this segment is meant for educational purposes and is not a solicitation to buy or sell commodities. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another glorious GDT Tuesday. I am your host, Cody Coster, with me, Mr. John Spainhauer. John, how are you doing on this fantastic Tuesday? Oh, fantastic, Cody. Just happy to be here. Same. Same here, my friend. So we had another global dairy trade today, Uh, maybe not as positive as the past couple that we've seen. The whole index was down about 1.5% as a whole. But uh, talking to you, there is a little bit of bright side coming out of this global dairy trade today. Yeah, you know, it's it's always difficult when you get in these situations to say, well, we were lower, but it... You know, it could have been worse or we were lower, but that's still positive. Um, But I I think that's kind of the situation we're in here where we've got to stand back and look at and look at this. And there are despite the fact that prices were lower, there were some bright spots in there and there was some nuance in here that I think needs to be pointed out. Let's start out with the fact that, uh, as you pointed out there, Cody, on the whole, we were down about 1.5% on the composite index. Butter, on the other hand, was up 3.8%, and now New Zealand butter is at 218 If we look over at the cheddar side of things, cheddar was up one5 bringing the New Zealand cheddar price up to 231. That compares with the US cheese price of an average of about $1.77 and the EU cheddar price of about $1.82. Where things were a little bit more drab if you will on this auction were the skim milk powder complex. The composite was down 2.4% and that's going to put New Zealand skim at about $1.26 a pound. The U.S. came in the day and remains at about $1.22, while Europe is $1.20. And what stands out about this one is not only that it was lower, but futures were expecting it to be about 2% higher. So instead of coming in 2% higher, we were down 2.4% and moving you know, in the, in the wrong direction there, if you will, according to what people expected. Whole milk powder was looking for a little bit of juice today as well, and it ended up down 2 percent 2.0%. So, uh, again, on the butter and cheddar side of things, you know, a, a decent response here, and yet on the powder side things backed off a little bit. Now, John, on the cheddar cheese side being up 2.1%, it gave our spot market in the United States here a little bit of love this morning to the high side. Do you think there's quite a bit of correlation in there or maybe just kind of a uh, more or less a one off on this GDT? Well, it's hard to tell. What we can say is Again, New Zealand cheddar was at 231, our block price at $1.96. There's room for export there if we're comparing those two. Uh, but now you've got, you know, when you look over at the EU, you've got the EU at $1.82 on the cheddar side. So if anybody's out there really looking for cheddar, depending on what they're looking for, um, if they can go to any of the three regions, they're probably going to go to Europe right now. And it is worth pointing out, as we have here, that the European fire sale, which really drug prices down over the first month of the year, from what we can tell, is generally over with. Prices have come back up, but the Gouda and mozzarella price over in the EU is is still down around $1.50. So it really depends on what kind of cheese we're competing to export. One can argue that the more exports that we have into regions outside of the US of mozzarella, then the less barrels we have in the domestic market. 
or conversely, the less exports that we have, the more barrels that we'll have. Um, and that's it, there's a really good correlation between um, the again the amount of mozzarella that goes out the door and the amount of barrels that come to the exchange. And right now, if we were to look at it, we can say that the U.S. is in the right ballpark of being able to capture some mozzarella sales, but not necessarily where we need to be. Um, And I guess I would look at it to say, I think the Q1 exports are kind of cooked right now, if you will. I think we missed those uh, to a large degree because of how aggressive the Europeans got in moving their product there during the month of December and during the first part of January. Okay. So even though it might've been a little bit of a down auction today, John, you and I were talking before we jumped on here, the the volume that we have seen trade hands. I know we mentioned it last show going into this show uh, seems to be doing very, very well at this point. Well, there's a few things to that. I think it needs to be pointed out that we've been keeping a, uh, a composite index of GDT total purchases year to date. And we pointed out on the last auction that that was one of the highest since 2014. And here we are on the fourth auction and we maintain that there's just been a tremendous amount of product that has moved through this auction and is getting traded out again. Yes, we're down a little bit here, but to see us down 1.5% on an incredibly large volume, I think in itself says something about where we're at out here. Um, and that product is moving. I also think it's worth pointing out that people will look at it and, and again say, well, China must not have been there today. And I guess when I standing back from it, I thought to myself during the auction, boy, it looks like the Chinese maybe, you know, we, we've heard about the Chinese coming back. They've been here on the GDT. And then we watched the price action as the auction was trading this morning. And you can co- easily come to the conclusion, well, I guess China got what they needed and backed off. And when we got the final results, I think uh, our opinions needed to change. If we look at it from a year-over-year perspective, auction-to-auction from the the fourth auction last year to the fourth auction this year, Chinese purchasing was up 22%. I think that's just an incredible volume that we're talking about here. And right now, we can say on a year-to-date basis – Right. If we take everything we've done up until now, Chinese purchasing is actually up 10 percent. So, again, people keep asking, when are the Chinese going to show up? And I think it really needs to be stated. They are here. Um, And even on this auction, they were here. So that obviously begs the question. Well, okay. uh, again, the Chinese are here and yet we still went lower. What what didn't happen or, or what happened that made us settle lower, definitely lower than expectations. And I think for that, we have to dig, go to a different region, and that is Southeast Asia. Southeast Asia was a huge performer over the course of the last year, took a lot of product in when the Chinese weren't, and now the Chinese are here. They're purchasing aggressively, and Southeast Asia is not so aggressive. They are down 4% year-to-date on Southeast Asian purchasing. And if we compare this auction to the auction last year, they're only up 2%. So Chinese buying up 22%. We would say Southeast Asian buying only up 2%. And yet a a, a lot of volume coming to the exchange, a a lot more volume this year than last year. So I think just in that, as, as we've got more volume, yes, that's there and the Chinese are taking on a lot more, but yet the Southeast Asians are taking on a little bit less than expected. 
Africa, which I think had a very strong year last year relative to their normal times, were down 90% on this auction. I'm just looking for things to point out here. So, you know, I mean, and and the Europeans, while they were still strong relative to their normal performance, they were still down 30% as compared to at least the last auction. Not last year's auction, but last auction. So, again, regional differences, I think, made up the result of this auction. So even being down, uh, you know, a little bit from where we were expecting from last auction, it sounds like we have some good things to prop us up uh, for the next GDT that hopefully give us a little uh, boost here. You know, it is... uh... Yes, you're you're absolutely right. There are there is some optimism in there. There's also the reason to be just uh, you, you hate to see there's a reason to be pessimistic, I guess, or not pessimistic, but uh, trepidatious, I guess, is the word. We've got so much riding on Chinese buying right now that one has to imagine that if the Chinese were to step back from one of these auctions, prices could go significantly lower. And I'm not saying that will happen. I'm just saying at this point in time, there's a lot of pressure on the Chinese purchasing to continue to maintain these prices. And at this point in time, there's no reason to say that it won't. I just think that we have to keep that in mind. Finally, the last thing I would point out, we've talked about it a few times on this illustrious podcast, is that I like to look at the spread between whole milk powder and what I consider synthetic whole milk powder. Synthetic whole milk powder, we would look at it as a weighted index of butterfat, of skim milk powder, and of lactose. And the argument goes that if I could make either whole milk powder or I could make synthetic whole milk powder, i.e. I could make more skim, make more butter or butter fat products, or I could make more lactose, which one would I rather do? And we would look at it, or at least I would look at it and say that, you know, that decision comes down to which one's more valuable. And if synthetic whole milk powder is more valuable than whole milk powder, then I go make all of those other products. And when whole milk powder is more valuable than the synthetic products, then I make more whole milk powder and I make less of the other products. For what I would say is the better part of the last year, synthetic whole milk powder has been trading at a significant premium to whole milk powder. And we would say that's because of the lack of Chinese buying. New Zealand sells a tremendous amount of their whole milk powder into China. And when China isn't buying, that relative value opens up quite a bit. Now that we've seen the Chinese come back in, we've seen that spread between whole milk powder and synthetic whole milk powder close significantly. I think at one point in time, it was seven to $800 almost a difference between the two. And here we are now watching that spread come down to 150 to $200 difference. And the reason I bring that up is to say that if we continue to see whole milk powder strengthen and a relative value to that skim, butter, and lactose value, that there's a good chance that we could see uh, a change in the manufacturing structure of New Zealand, where you would see more milk go into whole milk powder and less milk go into these other products. And that could be somewhat bearish for whole milk powder, but definitely somewhat bullish for the other products. And so I think that's a relationship we really want to keep an eye on. Again, we haven't seen us cross this Rubicon 
uh, in a long time of whole milk powder being higher than synthetic whole milk powder. And in fact, we haven't crossed it yet, but we're dangerously close and we're closer than we've been in the last year in, in my estimation. And I think when we do that, that will certainly be a, a change in the paradigm of the international trade. And I think people might start to become a little bit more bullish on the long-term outlook once they see that happen. Okay. Well, John, we, uh, as always, appreciate your insight uh, and expertise in the global dairy trade. And I believe our next show and next auction is about two weeks from today, if I'm not mistaken. So we're going to have to kind of wait and see what China does <laughs> from here till then. And, uh, and go about it that way. But everybody, we appreciate you tuning in, listening to John give the insights to the GDT auction. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to email one of us, and we will try to answer that question to the best of our abilities. But until we see you in two weeks, everyone have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon.